This is a CNA podcast. Doors are closing. Hi everyone, welcome back to Work It. I'm Crispina. And I'm Adrian. Usually we have one guest since there are two of us, but this week we have two guests with us. They are Shamin Sung and Chang Chia En, best friends, co-conspirators of their own business and boot camp mates. When I think of boot camp, I would think of my army boot camp, which honestly doesn't really give me the best feeling. Uh, give me some jittery thoughts of all the hardcore exercises, punishments and all that. So I wonder what kind of boot camp they'll be talking about today. Yeah, I remember sending my boys to math boot camps, the poor things looking back now. But in the case of both our guests today, they went through an intensive few weeks to learn how to become full-stack Java developers. It came out of a decision to leave their comfort zone as content strategists. And we want to ask them to share a bit of their journey, why they took the leap, why boot camping, and how they've arrived as partners in their new business. Welcome both of you to the podcast. Hi, thank you. Thanks for having us. Chia En, maybe you want to start off by giving a real quick introduction about yourself? Hi, I'm Chia En. I'm from Hela and I'm a recent bootcamp graduate and I've recently transitioned into a tech role. Shamin, what about you? Hi, I'm Shamin. I'm uh, also a recent bootcamp graduate and I'm a software developer and also the co-founder of Hella. Thanks for coming on. Let me start by asking the two of you first, how did you become each other's best friends? And now that you've got a business together, are you guys still best friends? <laughs> I think we go way back because we were in the same course in uni. We took similar classes like throughout the years, but we never really became friends until we did our final year project together. And then I think we realized through the project, we had kind of similar working styles. So we were talking one day and then we realized we had very similar interests as well. Chia, and what about you? We actually kind of knew each other back in uni and we got into the same final year project. But it was only after that where we really got closer because we both wanted to join this startup program and that's where we worked very closely together. So I think in starting this business, we truly got to bond and get to really know each other because... Before then, we didn't realize that we had so many common interests. So tell us a bit about your work history. You're both content strategists, right? What started you on this journey to want to go into this boot camp to learn something new? How did that idea actually came into your head? And I understand it was quite gut-wrenching because you were giving up a job, a salary. What other sacrifices are we talking about? Shermin, would you like to go first? For me, I when I started uni, I wanted to do content strategies like advertising. But then I realized during uni, I preferred the more like technical classes, like data analytics, more like technical roles. For my internship, I did data analytics. And then from there, I realized I like building something. So that's why I, I decided to take a more technical route in uni. And then after uni, when it was time to find a job, I didn't really know what to do. So I tried to self-learn coding for a while. And then I came across bootcamp options online. And that's how I started full-fledged diving into tech. In a similar vein, like towards the end of uni, I was more interested in the data-related courses. That's actually how we ended up getting to know each other. I did take an internship in market research. At the end of uni, uh, when I thought of the startup program, I wanted to build my own product. And that's why I tried to 
learn coding by myself and learn to create an app. And at that point, uh, Shermin found the bootcamp and she introduced it to me. So when I looked through the curriculum, I realized that it exactly matched what I was trying to learn and I wanted to speed up my learning process. That's why I decided to just take the leap. I understand that you guys signed up for something called Le Wagons Coding Bootcamp and there are tens of thousands of applications. And you are learning something I have to admit I cannot do, which is computer language. But you're already saying that, hey, that was something that you guys were comfortable with, right? Maybe tell us a little bit more about, you know, how the whole bootcamp situation worked out. I'm pretty sure Taeyeon had a more smooth experience than me. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm the most like technically inclined. I did struggle a lot during the bootcamp, even though I kind of self-learned a bit. But then everything was very new and it was very fast-paced because every day actually we learned something new. So <laughs> it was a lot of getting used to. So it wasn't the most smooth for me, but it was very good because it gives me the kind of structure. Like it tells me what I'm supposed to know and learn. So it was a very good look into how the whole technical world is like. I remember along the way in the boot camp, Shermaine mentioned to me that she talked to a ComSign student, which is a friend of hers. She said that what we are learning in the boot camp for like two months is what they learn in like a whole year or something. Oh yeah, yeah, something like that. Because I was struggling a bit with something called OOP, Object Oriented. It's like a concept I couldn't get my head around. And then I asked like my friend, because I thought it was something very basic. So I asked him for help. And then he was like, I can't believe you have to learn this in like one week. They took like one whole year to learn it. So, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, struggling is definitely very normal. Yeah. The bootcamp is very intense. So it's an everyday thing over a two months period of time. And every day, of course, Monday to Friday. How long is each day for mm-hmm. you? It was like nine to six. Wow, that is really like my army training. Yeah. <laughs> but I really did enjoy it because it fully immersed you into coding. You can take like five minutes a day to do it, but... For me to actually challenge myself every day and have instructors to ask questions on the spot and really coach me through individual concepts was really helpful. So I think I needed that full-time experience. Mm. Same for me. We have heard a lot about skills transformation. You had your transition from communications to coding. Are there any skills that you perhaps think that you've brought over from a previous career that maybe have made your transition much easier? As well as one of some of the new skills that you have developed through this bootcamp in addition to, of course, the ability to code right now? A bit of skills that I brought over from my communications degree was, I think I'm able to explain like concepts to people who don't know tech. So like a good bridge between like the technical people in my team and like the, mm. the less tech people. Sometimes the clients ask questions and the coders who have been there for years, they find it very hard to like tell the non-tech people how things work yeah. in like human language. <laughs> so, so I think like my degree helped a bit because I'm able to like breach the language barrier. Yeah. We are essentially the translators. <laughs> yeah. And also like sometimes coding requires quite a lot of creativity because you have to think out of the box and stuff. So I think that helps. There are of course perception that okay, two months only, how do you compare with a four-year comm science degree? What do you have to say whether for people who feel that boot camps are really not thorough enough? Is that actually true? I would say it's not true to a certain extent. Like, for example, like once I completed the bootcamp, I cannot expect to get hired immediately. Mm. There's still a lot of hard work. You actually have to throw yourself into the whole coding scene. You have to get your hands very dirty. You cannot just expect to graduate and then get land a job. You also have to put in the hard work. But then the point of bootcamps is like, it gives you a look, like a very fast look into how everything works. So it's a very good crash course. But you can't expect to do a crash course and then expect to get a job and everything. I think it's kind of enough for a starter, but not enough to get you in. 
My experience is that a boot camp is more practical in nature. It teaches you the hands-on knowledge that you need to create an app. But in terms of the science of it, like as it's the name of the degree, computer science, you learn the math, you learn the theory. But from what I've heard from my friends is that you don't actually have to touch that much of building an actual app. Like all those, they won't, they will expect you to learn outside of the course itself. That's the difference, I think. It's more that you learn the actual hands-on practical application. So that's what helps me in my job right now. I don't actually need to remember all the abstract math that comes along with the degree. I'm curious though, can I ask, who were your classmates at this boot camp? Were they people as young as you guys? For the record, those of you who can't see, obviously, because it's a podcast, these two women are very young. <laughs> they are in their 20s, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. who were your classmates? Were they equally 20-something-year-olds or mostly male? Or what was the profile? It was a wide range of people, ranging from 20s, 30s, I think even some 40-year-old career switchers as well. There were people from all over, like many industries. Mm. I think majority were quite young, like 20 to 30s. Most were coming from a non-tech background and just want to change their career trajectory. Right. Being young helps. On a scale of 1 to 5, 5 being the most difficult, learning coding, where does it sit on a scale of 1 to 5? For me, definitely a (laughs) 5. For me, for me, because I'm not very technically inclined. It's very hard for me to grasp at first. But once I manage to get the overall concept, everything else becomes easier. So when I first started out, it was a five. But now I would say I'm at a three. Mm, That's good. I would say maybe four. It's really a way of thinking that you have to adopt. And once you have that lens of looking at things, it's much easier from there on. So it's that initial learning curve that you have to get over. That's the hardest part. So having gone through this experience and of course with all the things that we see online that oh doing a coding job can pay so well la is highly in demand la is this something you believe is suitable for everyone should everyone jump onto this bandwagon to really look at how they can pivot and move on to become a coder It's definitely not for everyone if your only intention to career switch and to get into tech is really just for the money it might not be enough because it's definitely quite tough. Like I've seen like for my team, there, are, there were people who came and left after like two months because they couldn't handle the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. They couldn't handle like, it was every day for me is like a new challenge. There's always something wrong. Every day there's something wrong. It's definitely not for everyone. I think you have to know what your intentions are getting into this. Like for me and Dallin, at the end of it all, we want to build something of our own. That's what gets us through this. Like we know what we are, we're doing for <laughs> this for. Yeah, I agree. It's not for everyone in the sense that, like I mentioned, it takes a certain way of looking at things and you do need to have passion for programming. If you are in it just for the money, that's not going to drive you long enough to stay here. But once you do discover that you're passionate about it, you enjoy looking at things technically. For me, at least, I see myself staying in tech for a long time. You have to get comfortable in the uncomfortable mindset. After I learned to do that, I think it's better. (laughs) Yeah. So based on this advertisement, definitely coding is not for me, Adrian. <laughs> if these girls have five on their list, I think mine will be like six. <laughs> and I think it's also about the time commitment as well, right? I think for people like Crispina and myself, trying to allocate nine to six, Monday to Friday for two straight months, that does sound quite challenging. I believe there are part-time options as well. For people who want to like explore their options, they can try that out first. 
But I would say it's definitely a commitment. Like for me, I was 100% sure that I wanted to like switch into tech. So that's why I was willing to take the leap and like kind of sacrifice my time because I knew I wanted to do that. But for people who are still like considering, I might suggest a part-time bootcamp might be better. In general, a career change is a very serious decision. It takes a lot of commitment. It's not only just about time, it's about what you want to do in the future, how long you want to commit in terms of building your skill set. So it's really not something that you can take easily. As long as you put in the effort and hard work, you'll definitely be able to get there if you just have the passion for it. Hey everyone, my name's Stephen Chia, and I'm host of CNA's weekly news podcast, Heart of the Matter. Now each week, my job is to ask questions you have, like why is the COE so high? Why aren't singles dating? Or what is going on with the red-hot property market in Singapore? If you want the views behind the news, then tune in each week as we get to the heart of the matter. We are on the CNA and Me Listen apps and wherever you get your podcasts. Hit follow or subscribe so you don't miss an episode when it drops. Now that you guys have this top tier skill, I think coding is like a number one skill in today's day and age, right? Because everything is online, everything is an app, everything is a product online. What have you decided to do with it? I understand the two of you have a business, right? So maybe tell us a little bit more about that. So we run Hella. For now, it's like a side hustle kind of thing. But we intend to make it bigger to create maybe an application for it. So basically, Hella is a sex education platform. It was something we needed growing up, a source to provide like good sex education, more objective. We also focus on like pleasure, especially women's pleasure, which is kind of rare, like especially in Singapore. For now, we're throwing events. We're just putting out content out there. But in the future, we do want to have like a bigger platform, like maybe an application or something. We haven't really worked out the details, but that's the angle to create some kind of product. Now that you guys have settled life as uh, entrepreneurs and of course going through this uh, coding bootcamp, looking back, is there anything that you might have done differently to reach your end goal? Definitely. Some days I do like regret a lot of life choices. Like <laughs> Some days I do think that I should have taken like computer science in uni. Maybe like when I was doing communications in uni, maybe I should have like taken up more coding classes or started like my own business back then. Like I did have this kind of regrets. I've spoken to some of my friends who actually dropped out of computer science in uni <laughs> because it was too much. So maybe that would have happened to me, but who knew? So I think things happen for a reason. What I would have done differently is more specific to programming in general. Back when I was trying to learn on my own, I was on lead code. I was on platforms where they train you to learn algorithms that are supposed to help you get into interviews. But that's not the crucial part of actual web development and building an app. I would have focused more on learning the practical applications out there and not focus only on algorithms, which was what I thought programming was all about. And that's why I couldn't really make anything on my own. Another thing I would have done differently is that at the beginning, I was taking a lot of online courses, coding courses. But I think to really understand coding, you just have to get your hands dirty and just maybe start your own project. Mm. Yeah, that's a much faster way of learning. As someone who has uh, doubled the amount of your life experience, I think you guys are young enough to tolerate a few regrets and missteps in life. And kudos to the <laughs> achievement that you all have already done. Things beyond the wildest imagination. And more regrets to come. <laughs> yep, and more regrets to come. <laughs> One last question I wanted to ask is, a lot has been written about 
the so-called STEM mathematics, science, the data, being very male-oriented. Do you find that that's the impression people have? That when you guys tell your friends, oh, I'm really into coding, I'm really into programming, I love this kind of mathematical stuff, are they surprised? Oh yeah, for sure in my experience. Like, I just did my hair recently, right? And at the salon, the stylist asked me what I do for a living and they were so surprised to hear that I do coding. They thought I was doing marketing or something. <laughs> I think people have this impression that you gotta be that tech nerdy stereotype like polo t-shirt and glasses um actually it's not true um my team now it's like half uh, women i think it's changing quite a lot yeah i think i also realized this um like my relatives especially the older ones every time they ask me what i'm doing i'm like coding or like web developer every time i say this they'll be like oh you're doing ui ux like you're doing designing <laughs> they, they will rephrase my words and they will assume i'm doing the design instead of the actual coding so they assume that because you're girls, you're doing the kind of more softer things, right? Yeah, those are very important as well. But I find it so like interesting how they would just rephrase my words. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully this episode will spearhead the change in people's perception. Because if the listeners can actually have opportunity to look at the two of you, they definitely will not be able to guess that you all would be software developers and hopefully this will paint them an image that, hey, I think I should dispel my stereotype from now onward. <laughs> I'm just curious about the choice of your business, about the sexual education for women. I think it's so mm. interesting. It's kind of off the grid as well. I mean, most people would go into consumer or whatever. So yours is more education. Just one thing about what prompted you guys to think of that? Aside from your own experiences, did you find that even among your cohort, you were seeing people who did not have access to information? Yeah, especially when growing up, I did realize a lot of like my friends, sometimes they make kind of bad decisions because they didn't have like a proper platform to look at information, especially things to do with STIs or having sex when you're not ready. Mm. Sometimes people don't know who to talk to, so they make less informed decisions. We wanted to come up with something that people can turn to for like more objective information that could perhaps help them. And in a less judgmental way, because a lot of things out there, when you, for example, you talk to a doctor or you talk to an adult, sometimes they already have like biases that might affect your decisions. We wanted to do sex education in a more positive way. Right. We realized that there's a lot of misconceptions and assumptions uh, regarding sex that were floating around and... Even as we were starting out with Hella, we had some friends come up to us because they realised that we were so open about this and they spoke to us privately about their concerns. Then we realised that something like this really needs to exist in Singapore. I wish you guys the best of luck. I think you are on a wonderful journey. I hope many, many young people benefit from your business. Well, this episode really taught me a lot about things like bootcamp, how it differs from a typical comm science degree, which of course a lot of people would always debate about. So yes, they really, as with all stereotypes, would not be seen as coders, but they have actually excelled in their program and actually went on to start their own business. Kudos to them. Yeah, what I took away from the conversation with these two lovely young ladies is that if you set your heart to something, you can do it well. And the thing is, it's the passion that drives you to learn something which is difficult. 
I've had this experience in my life when I decided to learn how to edit a podcast, for example, right? Because I was a print journalist. I can only write stories, can't handle technical stuff. But when I went for the course, I have to tell you, because we had to show the entire class our edits, right? And I was thinking to myself, okay, if my edits are terrible, I'm not going to show up for class. But I did it. I forced myself because it's propelled by passion. So you're right. If that's the starting point, I think you can pretty much learn anything. And I think leaning into discomfort will bring about magic, right? So on that note, Crispina, when are we enrolling for the full-time bootcamp? <laughs> not for coding, not for me, Adrian. <laughs> Thanks, bye. <laughs> But I'm sure there are lots of other people who are interested. Thank you so much to Jia En and Shermaine. Yeah, thanks for having us here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to Work It. The team that produces it comprises Jacqueline Chan, Joanne Chan, Saya Win, and I'm Crispina. And I'm Adrian, signing off. 